Before we start today's show, I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, and that is Theragun. Don't let the stress of daily life weigh on your body, whether you're an elite athlete or just somebody like me, just trying to make it through the day tension-free, Theragun can help. Theragun is a handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power, and it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. I know for me, I'm trying to work my way back in shape. I say trying because it not is not an easy endeavor for sure, but I've been doing a lot of hills, running hills, and my legs have been killing me afterwards. Theragun has helped get me through, and you can try Theragun for 30 days, starting at only $199. Go to therabody.com slash office right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's therabody.com slash office, therabody.com slash office. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA Front Office YouTube channel, and welcome to the summer of the trade. That's right. We've got a trade to break down today. Gotta love it. The first of what we think is going to be many Memphis making a deal with the Pelicans, something that's been rumored for the last few days to happen, but still a little bit surprising given all the pieces that were involved in this one. Keith, how are you doing, man? And, and how, how pumped are you that we get to break down a real trade here today? Yeah, real trades are better than rumored trades. I'll Absolutely. take those all day, every day. So, yeah, this one, um, you know, well, let me answer your question. I'm doing great. You know, it's been a, been a good day, and uh, we're we're full on in off season now, baby. This is this is cranking along. So let's go. Um, yeah, this one started out rumored Bledsoe in ten for seventeen. That had been floating around out there for probably about three four days, and then it grew. You know, as oftentimes these trades kind of do, and. Uh, Different motivations for both sides here. And, uh, you know, so who do you want to start with? Well, we should probably start with what the trade was, right? Yes. So let's, yeah, let's start uh, with that. Yeah. So let's do that. So Memphis acquires Stephen Adams, Eric Bledsoe, number 10, number 40, and then a top 10 protected pick in 2022 that's coming from the Lakers. So that's that's using the new pick protection rules that the NBA allows. I, I call them new. They've been around for probably about three or four years now. Uh, they don't get used all that often, but this is allowing you to protect a pick that's not your own pick. Uh, they used to not be allowed. That, that is allowed now. Um, so how that will work is the if it's in the top 10, which the Lakers would have to really fall apart, uh, for it to be a top 10 pick, right. um, you know, so that that will New Orleans would keep it. If it's not a top 10 pick, then it'll go to uh, Memphis. And then that's not protection coming from the like that was not part of correct. the Anthony Davis trade or anything yep. like that. That's not protection from the Lakers side of things. That's protection being added on from the Pelicans. Correct. Uh, the New Orleans side of this, they get Jonas Valanciunas, number 17. Number 51, though, when I'm just saying number, that means that they're in this year's draft. Right. Uh, and that's what they get. So uh, wh who who do you want to – what side do you want to break down first? Uh, let's do – because – oh, gosh, there's a lot going off all these. Let's do let's yeah. do the Pelicans first. Let's do the Pelicans. Okay. You know, because there's, there's a lot of – like this is a beginning move for both of these teams that's going to set up other stuff. But let, let's start with the Pelicans first getting – I mean, first of all, Balance Eunice is a guy who I like a lot. I think this is an yeah, upgrade at the center position for them. You can say defensively, he's not quite what Steven Adams is, but uh, and then it's when you factor in the off, no, no, exactly, it's not that far yeah. off. And he is a beast in the paint, particularly on on offense. He's got the ability to score in there, and he can punish teams who go small against him. I think that's going to be a nice weapon for the uh, for the Pelicans. And then you look at the contract. Wow, 
you're saving a lot of money there if you are the Pelicans, and that's going to set them up to potentially go after a guy like a Kyle Lowry or, or somebody like that. So, I, you know, looking at this trade, I like it a lot for the Pelicans, depending on what they do with all the money that they just saved. Yeah, huge. So let's be clear about something. I should have covered this already. This trade is not going to happen now. And it's not going to happen pre-draft. It, it can't. Adams is still on $29 million uh, th- this season, 29 and a half, really, really. Um, so what's going to happen is this is going to be one of those ones where we all know what's going on. The Grizzlies are going to p- – or the Pelicans right. are going to pick at 10. That the poor guy's going to put the Pelicans hat uh-huh. on. He's never going to play for the Pelicans. Yeah, Why I call can't it, we fix I, that? I know, right? I always call – yeah, my thing is – Let's just move the start of the league year up to like three days before the draft or something sure. like that, you know. But you know, digress, right? We'll, we'll that's a whole that'll be one of our off season uh, things. But next year, when it's not so condensed, we'll, we'll you and I will get together and gripe about all the things we hate and how we'd <laughs> fix them, and no one will watch. <laughs> um, but it's uh, yeah. So it's, it's so this is going to happen in the next league year. Um, so the reasons for that is one, Adams makes far too much money right now. He makes twenty nine and a half million. Uh next year that drops to seventeen million. If we remember, those were the extension years that were added on when he got traded to the Pelicans uh from the Thunder. Uh so in this also involves the Grizzlies are gonna it's almost assuredly how they're gonna complete this is they're going to decline their team option of 13 million for justice winslow for next season they'll renounce him and then that's how they'll create the cap space so this will turn into technically two separate trades it'll be adams for uh valentunas which is almost uh that's about a three million dollar difference there and then it will be um bledsoe into cap space so on the new orleans side since we're starting there yeah um they save so Bledsoe and Adams together thirty five point one million dollars uh, next year. They're almost thirty five point two, so twenty one million dollars because you're bringing in Valanciunas um, there. And then the difference between the two draft picks is let me make sure I get that right. That's one point four million dollars almost between the two picks, or about one point two million. Um, so all total, you're saving. 25 26 million dollars here off next year so that's now why if you're the pelicans you have options open to you like you said maybe kyle lowry who's been rumored about mark steins that was one of the first ones i saw to really kind of really get get on that um that is that option now is realistic beyond it involving some kind of crazy sign and trade scenarios involving Lonzo ball or third teams and those kind of things, because now um, just running numbers, if the Pelicans renounce all of their free agents, so they were to clear the decks from everything, but their guaranteed money. um, And this would also include waiving Wenyan Gabriel's um, non-guaranteed contract. Well, once the Boise for about a minute and a half, he was the LeBron stopper in the playoffs a couple (laughs) of years ago in the bubble. Um, Yeah. (laughs) He gave right about a minute and a half. Feels that was about that, yeah. Maybe generous. Um, <laughs> he, they can get to $36.6 million. If they were to keep the cap holds for Josh Hart, seems a little more likely, um, maybe, that they could do that. And then Didi Luzada, who was a second-round pick that they brought over late this past season, they're not just going to let him go, so they're going to hang on to him. Um, 
they're going to get a get to about 26.3 million in space um they also now have the ability they could maybe hang on to Lonzo and do some stuff if they wanted to keep him because now matching an offer or extending him the kind of contract he wants doesn't instantly put them into the luxury tax. So there are all kinds of options for New Orleans that exist today. Well, in a week and a half from yeah. today, when this can be official, exist that did not exist prior to this this trade agreement. And and you got to factor in too. Valance Yunus, his contract expires after next season. Yeah. Adams has another has two years left on it. Now yep. Bledsoe has two years, except we're gonna we're gonna get into this when we get to Memphis. It's only partially guaranteed for that second yeah. year, but still, you're talking about shaving a year off of these contracts. So it's look, yeah. it costs you quite a bit in picks, but you saved a ton of money at, for for parting with these picks. And it's not even like you completely got rid of your first round pick this year. You've dropped back from no. 10 to yeah. 17. And this draft has some depth in it. I could see where the Pelicans are looking at this situation and thinking, man, we can get somebody at 17 that we like just as much as we as we can get at 10. Now, obviously, Memphis doesn't agree. Memphis thinks that getting a guy at 10 is going to give them the opportunity to get somebody they really like, somebody that won't be there at 17. And we can speculate about who that might be. And of course, there's some other rumors that they might want to move up from there. We're going to get into that as well. But still, mm-hmm. I think the, the Pelicans, given the amount that they have saved here and the fact that the Lakers pick, right, they've added protections into it for 2022. So even if something happens, the Lakers implode and it winds up being a really good pick, they'll just keep it. And if yep. not, it's a late pick anyway. Like I, I feel like this is a tremendous value for the Pelicans all the way around. Yeah, the Pelicans did really well here accomplishing what was probably their primary offensive goal, which was to get out from some of their mistakes. Yeah. Uh, you know, They made a mistake with the Adams uh, extension, not necessarily the trade, but the extension, giving him those two more years and you know, $35 million, that that was a mistake. Uh, Bledsoe taking on that contract. Probably a mistake. Um, but yeah, now, you know, they can really rebuild. I mean, the, if, if they move everything, they're kind of left this year with a roster that is, I don't think, any worse than the one they currently have. Yes. They would have Valentunas, Zion, Ingram, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, and Kira Lewis. And then Jackson Hayes in reserve, as well as Najee Marshall, who... You know, played a lot, started for them uh, at the end of last year and looked pretty good. That's not that bad. You know, I mean, that's the, you know, with a ton of uh, cap space, that's pretty good. I, I think you're in a pretty good spot there. And then let's say they go the 36 million route. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Kyle Lowry comes in. He's not making 30 plus million dollars. So even you sign Lowry for let's let's say even if you had to go more expensive and go twenty five million, you still got eleven and a half million to go do something else, yep. and you'll have the room exception. So this all of a sudden they could turn this around. Now, where the skepticism comes in is this is exactly where this team was two years ago, <laughs> right? And it didn't exactly work out. It didn't go very well for them, uh, you know, post AD trade. So. But, you know, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say it's good. I think Valentunas is an excellent fit with Zion, um, mostly because he can step out and shoot a little bit, too, which Adams can't do. Um, so that's that's going to give them just a little bit different than, as you mentioned. I mean, they're going to bully teams in the paint, those two. They'll just be, you know, ragdolling guys all day long to get to get layups. So let me let me ask you this, though. So there's moves, right? Like right now. Teams aren't talking to free agents, right? That's definitely not happening. None of those conversations are taking place. Nobody has any idea 
who's going where. Sure. Those conversations are probably happening. But is this the kind of move that you make either way? Like, is this the kind of move that if you're the Pelicans, you make it because you know you've heard through back channels or whatever that player X is coming and, and you're going to be able to sign that guy? Or is this a strong enough move to them and you for them in your mind to where even if you're not quite sure who might be able to might be willing to come, you make this move anyway, regardless. And you've got the room open up so you can say, hey, look, we've already made the space. Come on down. And if it doesn't work out, it's still beneficial enough for you just by clearing the space and the flexibility. Yeah, that's a really good question. And and it's something I don't think we talk about enough when we kind of evaluate things like this. And I think the answer is yes. Yeah, this is good enough no matter what. Now, you can make it bad, right, if you go uh, hand Reggie Jackson $25 million. And I like Reggie Jackson. You know this from what we've talked about before. Yeah, that's probably not going to look too good. You know, um, and then give your your remaining $11 million to uh, uh, TJ Leaf. You know, that doesn't look very good, you know. Um, right. So so apologies to TJ Leaf if he ever watches this. Um, but, yeah, you're you're in a position where I think if you're the Pelicans, you do this no matter what because, again, it's that optionality that you have now that did not exist prior, prior to this. Prior to this, you were hoping for a Lonzo Ball sign-and-trade, hoping for a Josh Hart sign-and-trade to rebalance, give you some depth, hoping maybe you could talk OKC into – Hey, what do you think about Eric Bledsoe? You want to eat that deal for us? And, you know, we'll, we'll toss you a pick or something like that. And, and the biggest thing here to me is moving off of seven, 10 to go to 17 in this draft. My guess is the Pelicans feel very, very strongly that the guy they liked at 10 will still be there at 17. Yeah. This is a draft that once you get to seven, eight in that range, really flattens out till probably about pick 20. So you might as well make that move if that's what you're thinking. Yeah, but let's be real. We're never going to know. Whoever the Pelicans take oh, at 17, they're going to say, this is the guy yeah. we were going to take at 10 yeah. anyway. Yeah. So we're good. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the way that, that always goes. 51 was the guy they were going to take at 10, right? I mean, we, we liked him in the first round. We had a first round grade on on this guy who barely right. made the summer league team. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it re- reminds me of the, you know, the, uh, the, the Jason Tatum, Markel Fultz, Lonzo Ball, drop, you know, where every team, one through five, I remember, all five of them put out that the guy they got is the guy they thought was the best player and the guy they would have taken number one overall. And I'm, I'm just like, this is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, I mean, there is always a little bit of that, right? And yes. there's always my – that's one of my favorite draft tropes. And my second one is the – guy who was drafted in the second round and like we actually had a first round grade on him yep and it's like okay yeah sure you did you know i mean yeah well i guess you know if the draft was you know first round was 50 picks long you had a first you had a first round <laughs> and that it was a first year uh, instead it said you got a guy that's two years away from being two years away yeah there you go <laughs> yeah where is bruno today i wonder what he's up to um memphis side yes so here was my, my initial gut reaction, right? I saw this and I'm like, great home run trade for New Orleans. Yeah. Then I looked at it from the Memphis side a little bit more and I was like, I don't actually hate it from their side either. I, I think this is a rare win-win uh, interdivisional trade too, right? These are division rivals. These these are two teams that are have tried somewhat to build an actual rivalry, right? Because the other teams in their division are all in Texas. And then these two are like the other two, like Southern teams that kind of, you know, they've tried to build a little bit of a rivalry. So I think um, that part of it's unique too, right? You don't usually see those kind of trades here. Uh, But yeah, I think Memphis did well. I think Steven Adams, 
He's not the offensive scorer that Valanciunas is, but he's a better screener. He's a better offensive rebounder. So I think what you've got with him is now you've got him out there. What he'll bring you um, is where he's better than Valanciunas is good, and his offensive deficiencies compared to Valanciunas are offset by a healthy Jaron Jackson Jr., an improving John Morant. I think those become very important things for for them. And Adams is also a guy who, you know, with Valanciunas, you have to get him so many touches, you know, per quarter to kind of keep him engaged in the game and make sure he's in the flow of things. Adams is, you know, he doesn't need to touch the ball ever. Um, so I, th- I think that's you know pr- pretty important uh, there. Um, getting ten, great, right? We're already hearing rumors that two different pieces, right, that are coming out. One is they're looking to move that to move up even further mm-hmm. in the draft. Um, we've also heard they really like Josh Giddy, the, the young guy out of Australia. He's kind of a big um, playmaking wing uh, type player, is how I view him. Um, so either way, you've got a pretty good pick there. And then the Eric Bledsoe part of it doesn't sound like he's going to be there very long uh chris haynes is already reporting he might be on his way out so it's you know by that that part i almost considered that's either a placeholder for a future trade um you know a nice piece of matching salary uh for for the grizzlies or it's he's gone in a year anyway and he maybe goes the route of andre guadala doesn't ever play for them and just is you know just kind of there yeah, Bledsoe only has what is it, about four million guaranteed uh, two years from now on his contract. So he's one Look year under you. contract. Three point nine million. Is that We're right, man? Like, that's yeah, off the top right of my head there. too. Getting there. I'm getting there. Take man. the rest of the night off. That's right. <laughs> I think. Um, I think there's some added value here too by the fact that Stephen Adams physically looks like a grizzly bear. Like the yeah. it, this just grizzly fits. Adams. Is, that's right. Gri- oh, grizzly Adams. That is even better. How did I not think about that? I'm disappointed in myself, Keith. That was fantastic. (laughs) Grizzly Adams. I'm going to start the marketing campaign right now. There it is. You should get a consulting fee for that from the Memphis Grizzlies for sure. Now now we've asked for a a Sam Presti Scrooge McDuck. We asked for, um, what was our other one that we asked for? Oh, a Beal Watch. Beal Watch. With the Baywatch. Yep. Now I want a Grizzly Adams. Grizzly Adams. That's got to be already out there, though. People are quick on Twitter, so I I can't imagine no one else came to that one. Apparently not me. Um, <laughs> I, I will say, though, I'm sleep deprived because having a puppy is apparently like having a baby. And now I'm dealing with all of that all over. All over oh, again. yeah. Oh, Maybe you're times. up like every two, three hours. Yeah. Yes. So that was yep. that was wonderful. Um, looking at <laughs> looking at the situation with Bledsoe, though, how are the, the Grizzlies moving off of Bledsoe? Like how like obviously he's going to be. Is this something where a team is going to try to dump salary and use blood. So the fact that that second year is non guaranteed, like what, what can Memphis realistically expect now that we're hearing these rumors that blood. not staying with the Grizzlies for all that long anyway. Yeah. My guess is we're going to see one or two things happen here. Either he, he does get moved in a salary dump, like you mentioned, or what we ultimately see with blood. is he gets bought out. Maybe we're seeing teams take on money, but, uh, Memphis has done that in the past. They've eaten you know large sums of money. They did that with Dion Waiters. Remember a couple of years ago, they ate you know, a ton of money uh, to buy him out, and then he joined the Lakers for for the bubble run. Mm-hmm. So I think um, that could be the direction that it goes. They they could buy him out and say, hey, you know, even if it's take a take give back all that money for next year, 
you know, that 3.9 million, then that I think makes sense if you're Memphis, because now what you're looking at is we kind of cleared the decks to, to move up uh, one pick. We, now we don't have to worry about resigning Valanchunas and all that stuff. So I, I think that could be the way it goes. Memphis is sitting in a really good spot cap wise. It's about one more year before things start getting really expensive for them because then Jackson Jr.'s on his extension uh, and, and you're going to be locking in on John Moran, which I imagine at this point has got to be a max deal. Um, just the, you know, the way his yeah. career trajectory looks and that'll kick in, uh, you know, a season after that. So, so you're starting to, you're, you're coming down to this off season, next off season. This doesn't do so much to remove all your flexibility next off season that I, that it, it wouldn't surprise me if that's what they said to Bledsoe was like, Hey, you're out of here. We got to get on, you know, where but let's you know you want out you don't want to be here you're pulling your hair salon tweet out again and, <laughs> you know <laughs> um we're, we're gonna work this out so yeah that that's my guess is we don't we we i will be shocked if we ever see eric Bledsoe play a game for the memphis grizzlies agreed. at this point agreed strange things have happened alan iverson yeah. did right but but uh yes i would be surprised too <sighs> cool. if yeah. uh <laughs> if Bledsoe does actually pay, play for the grizzlies and here's the other thing right if Bledsoe, let's say they work out something in the near future, like I'm talking about the next few days, they work out something with Bledsoe and he winds up on the market. That's another guard on an already ridiculously stacked guard market in, in free agency. So yeah. that would be um, that would be interesting to see what ends up happening with him. But you know what? Uh, we talked a little if bit he about... he gets bought out, 100%. He's going to the Lakers. Because he's meeting LeBron, be, right? Yeah, it, well, and he's... I mean, I don't, you know, I don't buy He's good friends with LeBron. every clutch player goes to the Lakers. I don't buy into that stuff. I mean, we're kind of seeing Montrezl Harrell's a clutch guy. Didn't exactly work out. No. Might not be long for their, um, you know, clutches. First goal is do right by their guys. It's not to make the Lakers a championship team. Right. They want to get their players in the right spots. Um, but yeah, it just, it, it makes too much sense. Right. I, I think is, you know, what, what I would look at in, in some ways, when you look at, what he could be versus cost. I think I'd rather have Bledsoe than Dennis Schroeder, you know, for, for yeah, what it would cost. Fair. Yeah. You I mean, know, if, if Bledsoe yeah. is what, if he gets bought out and you're getting him on somewhere near a minimum or you have to, yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever you're going to do for the minimum. Yeah. Versus yeah. four years, a hundred million is what Schroeder is rumored to be asking. Yeah, well, for. that's crazy. I mean, yes, that's, I agree. That's, you know, let's say just 20 million for Dennis Schroeder. To ballpark it, yeah. you know, sixteen to twenty million. I'd rather have Eric Bledsoe for like one point eight million or whatever the minimum's going to be, yeah. than you know, than Schroeder for twenty million. I, I don't, I don't think that's even particularly close because I think, oh. I think Bledsoe's got enough in him to bounce back. He just was a really bad fit with the Pelicans. It was, and it was a weird team because you had. Lonzo needs the ball a lot and probably should have had the ball more to be a playmaker. Ingram needs the ball a lot. Then they started running the point Zion stuff. And, you know, and then Bledsoe was just kind of standing around doing what, right? It's like, it's not, that's not his game, right? He needs the ball, let him get downhill, let him attack a little bit. So yeah, that's just, you know, that, that's, that's my assumption is he'll, he'll be a Laker by the end of it. All right. Well, we'll find out if it happens. Uh, Memphis yeah. rumored to still be looking to move up in the draft. Obviously, they've got some guys that they're targeting, uh, but they aren't the only ones. We said this might yeah. happen. Oklahoma City, according to Jonathan Wasserman of Bleacher Report, made a legitimate offer to move up to number one to the Detroit Pistons. And that's what, what Wasserman said. Legit offers. That means they, they brought it, right? They've got all the picks in the world to offer. They brought something 
that would clearly be worth strong consideration, right? It wasn't like this kind of, you know, tried to flee some or anything like that, shoot over yeah. a low ball offer. It's nothing like that. Like they brought a strong offer to the Pistons and the Pistons still said no. Not surprised that, that, that that's the way this played out, but still interesting to note that uh, OKC finally took that swing. Yeah, my guess is it it had to had to have involved six this Absolutely. year, probably sixteen or eighteen, if not both, and then probably something else. And we've been saying for a while this is what OKC can do. Yeah, they can say you want five picks, six picks, seven, eight, nine, ten picks, and then they're still like, look at how many more we have left. Right, <laughs> this is done. why we want Scrooge McDuck. Sam Presti diving into a vault full of picks. That's right. Um, do you ever think we might be aging ourselves a little bit with that reference? I don't know how many of our younger viewers know know that one, but yeah, yeah, whatever. That's for we, us. We could be, but that's okay. Yeah, that's I feel yeah. totally fine with that. That's it. I do too. <laughs> I've embraced that I'm old and blush. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, we we've been expecting that. Now, on the flip side, I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. This is Detroit's right to say no. They don't need a million picks. They need Kate Cunningham. Right, they they need the one more guy. They drafted three guys last year. Then they traded for Hamadou Diallo. There's your four young guys that you already kind of had. You've got your bonus young guys. Go get Cade Cunningham and start moving this thing forward, yo, know, as best you can. Because it doesn't make sense to to you, you don't need you know thirty guys. And OKC knows they don't need thirty draft picks either. And OKC eventually will get somebody. Because here's the thing: Detroit didn't take it. All right, Houston. Okay, you don't want it. All right, Cleveland, you just keep moving down the list until until all of a sudden you're like, all right, that guy's just not worth it, you know? But yeah. it's so crazy, right? Let's even say they're looking at – Orlando's probably not a good fit because Orlando's just got a million guys who are 24 years old and under on that roster. But if you're looking at Toronto, two picks up, you could still send them three extra picks if you're OKC and not even feel it. And if you're Toronto, you're like, yeah, fine, great, good. You know, now we'll stay – draft relevant and just move back a couple slots if you know if they don't love whoever's left at four so yeah this, this is what okc should be doing but i think detroit's right to have said no yeah uh, agreed if they think Cade cunningham is the guy right he's going to be a star you then it doesn't matter you take him right that's yeah. what you do and right now the reporting is all that they're you know they're not they haven't done all of their research yet they're still deciding they're figuring out is it you know evan mobley they want to get a look at him is it jalen green right but Everybody has also said, ultimately, it's going to wind up being Cade Cunningham. They're just doing their due diligence, making sure they leave no stone unturned, which is exactly what they should be doing. But everyone expects that they are going to land on Cade Cunningham and decide that he is the guy that is going to really make a difference on their squad. So again, not a surprise that OKC made the offer and also not a surprise that the uh, Pistons turned it down. And Woj had some reporting that uh, today, I believe it was, that Detroit hasn't fully locked in on Cade Cunningham right. as their guy. So, you know, yeah, that, and, and, and I get it right again. This is, this is what happens a few days out from the draft. Uh, interesting enough, we did a media availability with Orlando magic president of basketball operations, Jeff Weltman uh, this morning. And I asked him today, um, when do you lock in? Like, what's it? you know, the guys again at five and eight that's where they're drafted and he said around six o'clock on thursday night and he said we're gonna he goes we we have a pretty good thing he goes but we're gonna continue to debate it we're gonna continue to have conversations and we're gonna continue to talk to other teams and all those things so yeah so i think that becomes a very um thing that we kind of miss right now 
that's different, right? They're picking fifth. They're not picking first. You know, I mean, how many times do we see these things where it's like they've already got the jersey made at the lottery, you know, for the guy. They're ready to right. give it to him there. So, yeah, I think it's, um, you know, becomes very uh, um, soon we'll hear Detroit is going Cade Cunningham. And there won't be any drama, you know, when the when the draft clock starts on Thursday. Well, you got to have a little bit of flexibility. You never know when Bo Callahan's going to start dropping in the draft, and then you got to make some decisions <laughs> on the fly. So, uh, man, we got to get these draft day references in because we only got. I got to use them all. Yeah, I got to use them all right now. <laughs> uh, you had before we wrap up here. You had some uh, qualifying offer stuff. Yeah, that, a couple uh, minor things. But it's what we do, right? We talk transactions here. Yep. Uh, so it's qualifying offer and option season here. So uh, qualifying offers today. Uh, issued were uh, Pistons, speaking of them. Uh, they took care of Hamadou Diallo and Frank Jackson. Uh, Frank Jackson coming off a two-way contract. Uh, he's going to be there in Diallo, who, of course, they they traded for uh, with OKC. So now they've got the match rates on those two guys. And then the Toronto Raptors, as expected, uh, Gary Trent Jr. And then eighth year in a row, Nando DiColo. Uh, starting point guard for the French national team who just beat Team USA uh, the other day. Um, but people may remember him briefly from his NBA time. Uh, eighth straight year, the Raptors have issued a qualifying offer to DeColo to make him a restricted free agent, even though he spent the last eight years playing, uh, splitting his time in Russia and then in Turkey for a couple top clubs uh, over there. So, yeah, so it's why? That was the first question somebody said to me. Today was like, why are you doing that? Why, why do, why are you? But why did they do this? And it was because they see value. If he returns, they want to control the process. He's probably not coming back at this point. He's like 33, 34 years old. It's, it's probably done, but you know, doesn't cost Toronto anything. If there, but I will say, if there's every year for Toronto to not do it, it's this year where they could rescind it and renounce him because they may end up using cap space and the 1.9 million or so that he's taken up may ultimately end up being more than what they're willing to carry um, into the year. So, so we'll see, you know, the way, way that one kind of comes together with that, but yeah, that was it. Then I wanted one bonus thing for you. You checked out the Pelicans new G league team. Have you seen this yet? Uh-uh. Yeah, so the Pelicans uh, named their G league team today. Uh, so uh-huh. if those of you who don't know, they, 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 um, they did not have an affiliate for a long time. They were one of the final teams kind of holding out. Then they linked up with the Erie Bayhawks, um, okay. who had been the Hawks affiliate and stuff. Um, this year they're going to have their own um, uh, team. Just you know, The Bayhawks were their own, but they're going to have their real own team in Birmingham, Alabama, which is about five hours away from New Orleans. And it'll be called the Birmingham Squadron, which is – Kind of cool, but then I think when I explain it, you'll be like, that is really cool. So what they what why it's a squadron is one, a group of pelicans is often called a squadron. Right. But it's the um it's the Birmingham was the whole Birmingham area built planes during World War II. Mm-hmm. And the Tuskegee Airmen were the 99th um uh, flight squadron. Uh, so the you know famous uh, Tuskegee Airmen, and they were the Air Force's first all-black flight unit um, there. So, and if you have a chance, go check it out. I've tweeted them. You can go find it on my timeline at Keith Smith NBA. Their logos are really cool. What they did was they, I think it's called a fleur de lis. I, I think is that how you say that? I don't Lee. know. I might be saying that right. It's Lee, maybe. Yeah. Um, it, it's um, it's one of those, but uh, little like 
point parts are airplanes. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and they look like World War II fighter planes. So, that's yeah, cool. it's really cool. They they I like the history behind it. Yes. I like the color scheme. I like the name. I think is pretty cool. Um, you know, for for a G League team. Um, so yeah, I, you know, hat tip. You know, big round of applause to the Pelicans. Uh, they they did good with this one. Um, you know, we're really really neat. So go go check that out. Just something fun to end on. Very cool. Yeah, I had not seen that. I'll definitely have to give that one a look. All right, everybody. Fire it off in the comments down below. Let us know your thoughts on this big Memphis and, and Pelicans trade. Who do you think won the deal if you think somebody won? Did you like the move for either side? Let us know. And don't forget, subscribe right here to the NBA Front Office YouTube channel. Don't forget to turn on notifications. And here we are. The draft is just a few days away. We've got trades happening. It's a great time of year. So make sure you do have those notifications turned on. And we will be doing a mock draft. We'll, yes. we'll do some version of a mock draft. Yep. Can't guarantee it'll be the full 30 picks or something, but we'll do something. We promise. I know people are asking for it. We're, we'll just we're we're, we'll get out. up to we'll get up to pick 22. Okay. There we go. <laughs> Even if we have to fast forward a couple. <laughs> All right, everybody. I, I could have pushed for pick 45. Hey, that's Boston true. Boston drafts. <laughs> <laughs> that would uh, be a long mock draft that we'd be here for. Yeah, right. I wouldn't <laughs> even watch that. I'd leave for a while. <laughs> all right right, guys everybody (laughs) don't forget to like this video till next time see ya and stay safe